Hi, I'm Alice. I'm Dan. And today we'll be kind of reviewing a bunch of the different sexual and gender orientations that come within the LGBTQ umbrella, or the rainbow spectrum. So I can't cover all of them because there are so many different gender and sexual identities. Yeah. But today I will be covering 11 of the more common gender identities and 15 of the more common sexual identities, as well as the difference between what romantic and sexual attraction is, just very briefly. <laughs> so again, this will be a very simple overview and will not go in depth by any means. And identities differ on a person-to-person basis, so a lot of these orientations can overlap. But what's most important above everything else is how a person identifies themselves. Another disclaimer is that I tried to find examples for all gender and sexual identities in this of celebrities and other pop culture figures. However, LGBT erasure is still a super prominent issue, so it's extremely hard to find some concrete examples of well-known people or characters who identify as some of these lesser-known sexualities. And that does not, however, make any of these orientations any less valid. It also does not mean that you're allowed to be mean or discriminate against any of them. Hey, and uh, just because I don't mention your or a friend's or anything like that's particular gender or sexual identity does not invalidate this in any means. This is just kind of a shallow intro to someone who wants to dive a little bit more in depth into the LGBTQ community and some of the different terms that might not be quite as commonly heard of. So to go into a quick why LGBTQ is a thing and why this happens in, you know, humans and, well, really animals in general, um, making a human, as you can probably guess, is a very complicated process. I mean, look at all the different people in the world, our different learning styles, you know, even mental illnesses and our physical disabilities that just come by the fact that we were born. Nothing else, we were just born with this. Yeah. And these aren't purely negative. It can range from IQ to, again, learning to basically everything going on within the brain. And some really wonderful stuff can come out of that. Uh, This is also why the brain is just very whack and neuroscientists are just constantly baffled. They're like, "Ah, I wonder what's going on today. As someone getting a neuroscience major, I can confirm. It shouldn't be a mystery that there would be possibilities to make someone attracted to someone who isn't just the opposite gender, or to no one at all, as well as, you know, something that makes your gender lie outside of the gender binary of just male and female, or get assigned to, you know, the gender from what you weren't supposed to be necessarily. As in, if you, you know, identify as female, and you're born in a guy's body, well... Thanks, human building system. Uh, That one just didn't come out right. Kind of a big sad. And another thing to remember is that the research is really just only coming out more recently, like within the past decade, if you're lucky, maybe two. But something that's really interesting is that research suggests that transgender people, uh, particularly male to female and female to male, have different chemical makeups in their brains that aligns more with their identified gender rather than what they were quote unquote assigned at birth. And even more recent research has just been coming out, but similar results are pretty much being found in people who identify outside of the gender binary, like non-binary people, that make their pretty much their brain chemicals and their hormones act slightly differently than what would be in someone who is born male and identifies as male, or born female and identifies as female. Mm -hmm. So science absolutely validates this stuff. It's just still being explored and confirmed in every way, because it really hadn't been looked at until 
well, the 21st century. At the earliest. I mean, the human body is also kind of like a mess. No one knows what's going on there. Uh, let alone the brain. Neuroscience has yeah. gone through so many times of, oh, wait, all of the research we did was wrong. Whoops, okay, time to go back to the drawing board. Oh, no. So, that has happened many a time, and it will probably happen many more. Yeah, sounds about right. So, to start off with gender identities, that way it makes it a little bit easier to understand some of the sexual identities that people have. The first term that I want to bring up is cisgender or cis. This is something that you've probably been hearing a lot more, especially on social media recently. And this just means that you identify with the gender assigned to you at birth. Examples, if you really need them, Anyone. are like me. The majority of people who you know are probably cisgender. Look at any Disney character, let's be honest yeah, here. The majority of any character that is yeah. portrayed on media is cisgender. The next thing that that does bring us up to is transgender or trans. And so that is anyone who identifies with a different gender than their birth assignment. This is commonly referred to as anyone who is female to male or male to female, just meaning you're assigned female at birth, but you're actually male, so you transition to that. You're actually female, assigned male at birth, and so you transition to female. However, this also encompasses non-binary, binary gender, or really anyone else who falls outside of that gender binary or in between that gender binary. So some common examples, or rather more known examples of trans women are Caitlyn Jenner, as well as uh, Laverne Cox from Orange is the New Black. And for some female to male examples, you have Elliot Page, who just came out recently, mm -hmm. as well as one of my absolute favorite YouTubers of all time, Jamie Dodger, as well as Jewel Star from She-Ra. So going off of transgender, you also have non-binary. So these are people who don't identify as either male or female. So they, them pronouns that you so often hear of. And for some reason beyond me, people find controversial, even though we use they and them all the time. Apparently it's just hard to say. Even though we use it all the time for a group of more than one person. But I digress. Or an unknown person. person. Yeah, yeah an exactly. unknown person, but it's They, fine. them. We use it all the time, I promise. Another common misconception is that people who are non-binary have to dress gender neutral. This depends on the person. Some people who are non-binary absolutely do, but some might enjoy a more feminine or masculine style, and some might change that style from day to day. It really doesn't matter. It's what they're comfortable with. One good example is Shep from Steven Universe, as well as Miley Cyrus, who recently came out as non-binary, as well as Courtney Stodden. And then there's also the embodiment Pollution from Good Omens, who is female presenting but actually goes by they-them pronouns. I think it's also in the book, but I'm not totally sure. It's at least in the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm like reasonably sure it's in the book too, but... Fair enough. The next thing to bring up are people who are intersex. And these are people whose biological, uh, genealogical, or genes, and or hormonal characteristics don't line up with the gender binary of male or female. This is actually way more common than people think, so at least 0.2%, if not, according to some estimations, even up to 2% of the population are intersex. And so that basically means that there are over 6.5 million people in the United States alone who would be intersex. Ooding. Yeah, it's a lot of people, and a lot more than a lot of people realize, but quite frankly, they are very unseen in the LGBTQ community, and mm -hmm. for me, it took, like, quite a bit of research initially to even get there and find out, oh, so this is what this means. Yeah. Huh. You know, love that erasure there. Mm, yeehaw. And this is especially hard for people who are intersex to, you know, kind of look like this when the characteristics are visible, particularly for their reproductive organs. Because what can happen is, again, pretty much every other gender identity, but more so for intersex people, it's like 
Sometimes you can have, for example, like reproductive organs that are a mix of both male and female, and that's what it's like at birth. Mm -hmm. And because of that, there are a lot of issues regarding the treatment of these people, as well as the quote-unquote treatments for intersex people, even starting at birth. And that's a whole other can of worms to open on another day, but it is an absolutely important conversation that we need to have. Honestly, if you are interested in this, I highly recommend that you look into it because I think that intersex as an identity, it really only gets an infinitesimal amount of the attention that it needs. Yeah. And another thing is, you know, many people can go their entire lives and aware that they are intersex unless they get a DNA test done because sometimes this can be like a different chromosome uh, presentation of an XXY, I believe is what it's called, Mm. where you have a third chromosome or your gene show, hi, you're female. And you're like, I'm sorry, I am absolutely male. Presented as male, have the male reproductive organs. What's going on here? Uh, Hold on. (laughs) So that's why it affects such a huge amount of people. And not everyone knows, but a lot of people do. And they have to suffer with the stigma around that, which is incredibly unfortunate and another staple of uh, being part of the LGBT community. Yay! Woo-hoo. <laughs> Examples of people who are intersex are, for example, Stevani from Steven Universe as a combination of pretty much the two, I guess, the lead character and his love interest, the combination of male and female, as well as Gigi Raven Wilbur, who is also, fun fact, the founder of Bisexual Visibility Day, We Stan. Mm-hmm. And there's actually quite a comprehensive list that especially includes a lot of Olympic athletes, I noticed, if you look it up, from a bunch of different countries. And some people may go their whole lives that they're unaware that they're intersex, but there is really quite a list out there. So again, if you or someone you know is intersex, absolutely valid, way more common than a lot of people think. Mm -hmm. So going back a little bit to people more around non-binary spectrum, you also have people who identify as agender, which again, different gender orientation. But these are basically people who don't identify with any gender. They're like, man, woman, eh, no thanks. Not, not, not any of these. Don't vibe with that, man. <laughs> exactly. As well as people who are known as androgynous, which you've probably heard of before just as a descriptor for how someone might look. But it's also a very valid gender identity that goes for someone who identifies as either both masculine and feminine, or leans a little bit more one way than the other without really identifying solely as, I'm a man, or... I'm a woman. <laughs> Doesn't always really work like that. Kind um, of a mood, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, just like just like sexuality, gender is very much a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so going off of androgynous, you also have people who are masculine or feminine of center. And that's pretty much just like leaning a little bit more one way than the other. So not 100%, I'm male, I'm female, but somewhere more towards, I'm a little bit more feminine or I'm a little bit more masculine. And here for an example, I'm actually going to mention Halsey as they recently came out as preferring the she, they pronouns. From what I can find, she doesn't have a specific uh, gender identity that she relates to, like feminine of center or masculine of center. But I thought that I had mentioned them here as this seemed the best place, Mm -hmm. honestly. Listen to Halsey's music, it's amazing. (laughs) An entire side note, but her music, absolutely amazing. I love them so much. Very nice. Another gender identity is bigender. And so this is someone who identifies with or has two genders. So this can be female and non-binary, male and female, or basically anything in between. Mm -hmm. Gender identities like this will, you know, are people who will often use pronouns like he, they, she, they, or, you know, etc. Pretty much anything. It's not the only gender identity that uses pronouns like these, like I just mentioned with Halsey. And honestly, in any case, really, the best way to know someone's pronouns is just to ask them, what are your preferred pronouns? Yeah. (laughs) It's easy, one one quick sentence, and that's all it takes. (laughs) Easy, painless. Click. 
done. Respectful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and knowledge is the presence of people who are often otherwise overlooked and, you know, discriminated against and erased in most pop culture. This might be obvious, but, like, it's kind of hard to find examples of this sort of thing. Yeah. So we actually don't really have any examples of these. Yeah, because these are more niche compared to, like, even non-binary or mm-hmm. transgender, um, which are slightly more well-known. Yeah. Another gender identity is omnigender, and so this is someone who encompasses, like, all of the genders. So they're like, I'm male, I'm female, I'm non-binary, etc. I am god of gender. <laughs> I am all of them. I am all of them at once. And honestly, you know, omni means all, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And I'm here for this. Um, if you are omnigender, I officially W you as a god. <laughs> for- Yeehaw! <laughs> Uh, and so this one also we don't really yeah. have any examples for, unfortunately. But again, does not make it any less of a valid gender identity. There are also people who are known as gender fluid, and this one um, I think is slightly more present, although still not super well known. This is someone whose gender identity shifts between different identities, so male, female, non-binary, etc. It's not necessarily I wake up one day and I'm male, I wake up the next day and I'm female. It can really fall anywhere in between, where it could take longer or shorter. But a really good example that I always like to use is the character Alex Fierro from Magnus Chase, where they'll be like, hi Magnus, and it'll be like, he in pronouns today? Yep, okay, we're good. Or, you know, I'm she, her. It was a really nice way to introduce people and also keep the mythos of Loki from Norse mythology, (laughs) who is also a great example, well, evil, but still prominent example of a gender fluid character. For a Loki that's a little more agreeable, there is also Loki from um, Marvel, even though he usually does go by he, him. He is uh, canonically, especially I think in the comics in particular, uh, gender fluid. Also, to go along the gender fluid lines, a celebrity example that I want to note here is also uh, Demi Lovato, who did come out as non-binary, but they did say that they felt like it best expressed their gender fluidity, which is why I wanted to put it here rather than non-binary, because some people just find it kind of, it's easier for others to understand if I say, oh, I'm non-binary, I'm they, them. Whereas some people might be like, eh, well, my gender's just kind of all over the place, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, call, call me they, them, but it can be, you know, it's a person-by-person basis. Hormones are whack, the body is whack, the brain is whack, it's weird. <laughs> Yeehaw. Another one that's well-known, or, well, should be more well-known, rather, is genderqueer, which is basically someone who doesn't really, like, feel like they're cisgender, and they might still be figuring out what they identify as, or they might identify outside of the gender terms that I just mentioned here, where they're like, eh, not really non-binary, definitely not male or female. I'm just kind of like somewhere in between, and so I identify with my own gender, if you will. Some good examples of this that I could really find are Rel from Black Butler, which slightly more controversial as a lot of people refer to them as like he, him, but honestly, for, for Murderous Reaper, I absolutely stand. <laughs> but another really good one is also Krona from Soul Eater. Mm-hmm. And like sexualities, Gender identity is fluid, and it can change over time. Doesn't mean that it will. And a person knows themselves and their gender identity best, as science is still very much playing catch-up with all of this. And just because you are this gender at this point in time doesn't mean that things in, you know, like, body chemistry and whatnot might shift. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 20 years down the line, it's slightly different for you. Yeah, and so, like, all people really want is to be, like, respected. So you don't necessarily need all the details of what they identify with. In fact, I'd argue that... Their entire history. (laughs) Yeah, in fact, I'd argue that they don't need to tell you at all if they don't want to. But... It's, you know, it's your right to share as much information as you feel comfortable with. Mm Mm-hmm. But just, like, try and do your best to respect what people ask you to refer to them as. And if they ask you to refer to them in a certain way, just try your best to do that. 
if you make a mistake and you apologize for it and do your best to not continue doing it, then uh, most people will be pretty open and understanding and they will appreciate your effort. Exactly. And really just making the effort is really, I would say, the number one best thing to do when you're trying to be an ally to the LGBTQ community is just make the effort. And that's worth Mm -hmm. a heck of a lot. Yeah, it really is. So now that we've covered some of those gender identities and you have at least a semi-solid understanding of some of what we went through, um, I do want to cover some of these sexualities, which is a bit of a bigger list. First off, a term that you've probably definitely heard of is the term heterosexual, which is just someone who is attracted to the opposite gender. Um, In this term, I just want to mention that way you can understand a little bit more of the different LGBT terms, but heterosexual is basically someone who is straight. So men who are attracted to just women or women who are attracted to just men. Examples are basically every single stereotypical Disney princess relationship. If you look at a movie, there is probably at least one straight relationship portrayed in there. I mean, like, it's almost guaranteed. Like, it's not even just probably. It's like, yes, there is. Because (laughs) it's like, even if the main characters don't have a relationship, then there's usually, like, parents or... Or the background couple walking in. Yeah, it's just kind of like a thing that people put in. And I do want to put in the quick caveat that just because someone is in a straight relationship or a gay relationship does not mean that they are suddenly not bi or pan. I know that there's a lot of bi erasure out there as someone who is bisexual myself. It frustrates me to no end. For reference real fast, uh, bi means bisexual and pan means pansexual. Because I understand that some of the people who might be listening to this might not know all the slang. That's fair. So yeah, if you refer to someone as bi, bisexual, pan, pansexual, it's pretty much just dropping the sexual from it. Just like if you call someone ace, it's just short for asexual. Um, which kind we'll of be a covering shorthand. More later. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll just be like, oh yeah, I'm bi. <laughs> you know, instead of saying, yeah. yes, I am bisexual. Fewer syllables, much easier to say, much easier to make jokes about myself with. So... <laughs> I did want to put out that caveat that, you know, sometimes there are people who, like Brendan Yuri, who I'll be covering just a little bit later, he is in a straight relationship. He is married to a woman. That does not mean his sexual identity is any less valid. You can be married to someone of the opposite gender and still say, hey, that person in the movie is really hot. (laughs) It's just like with straight couples. You just have a wider variety, man. Exactly. We're rejections to get. (laughs) (laughs) So, now that we've talked a little bit about heterosexual and what the conventional (laughs) societal standards are, we're going to go on to the first two letters of the LGBT, and those are lesbian and gay. So lesbians and gays are people who are attracted to the same gender. Uh, Gay is the overarching term, and lesbian is used for someone who is only attracted to females, so often if you are a woman. Although I have heard of non-binary people who identify as lesbian because they are only attracted to women, uh, despite not identifying as female themselves. Mm -hmm. So I did just want to put out that caveat. Um, Good examples of this are pretty much everything in uh, She-Ra, as well as Steven Universe, uh, particularly Garnet, who is literally a character made out of a gay relationship. (laughs) You also have Marceline from Adventure Time, as well as Alan Turing. For those history nerds, we stand. For a YouTuber example, you have Thomas Sanders and his absolutely amazing voice. You have Cecil Palmer from Welcome to Night Vale, Sailor Uranus and Neptune from Sailor Moon. Otherwise, we'll mention that Hakata or Uranus is also non-binary and genderqueer, as well as potentially bi, but it is a, you know, gay relationship. Mm-hmm. Yuri on Ice. Again, Yuri is canonically bi, but Victor, his partner, is canonically gay. 
as well as the OG lesbian Sappho <laughs> from ancient Greece. We stand. <laughs> we really do. And also Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the, you know, just gay king. <laughs> Y'all. So, those are the two sexualities that are probably the most well-known. Yeah. And those fall under what's known as monosexual. Mono meaning one. So monosexual just means that you are only attracted to one specific gender. This is mostly just used if you're straight or gay or lesbian, relationship like that. And really the only reason why monosexual is a thing and... Honestly, I don't hear the term too much, but it's just kind of used as a way to contrast the polysexual spectrum. Mm -hmm. So the polysexual spectrum is kind of people who are attracted to multiple genders. This could Mm -hmm. be just two genders, it could be all genders, and it's often used as an umbrella term for bisexuals like myself, Mm -hmm. pansexuals, and omnisexuals, but it can also be a standalone identity of saying, I'm polysexual. That does not mean I'm bisexual, that does not mean I'm pansexual, that does not mean I'm omnisexual, I am just polysexual. Yeah. And so again, all based off of, you know, what someone chooses to identify as. Totally fair, man. So bisexual, the thing I have the most experience with. This is someone who is attracted to two or more genders, and this does not just have to be male and female. I'm going to have a full discussion going over my experience as a bisexual, as well as really what bisexuality is and some of the stereotypes and misconceptions, but to keep it brief, again, this doesn't have to be just male and female, and it can be more than that. Like, as a bisexual myself, I like men. I like women. I've also found some non-binary and gender-fluid people I wanted to marry on the spot because they were so bloody gorgeous. And again, this doesn't have to just be inclusive of men and women, because some people who identify as bisexual are like, I'm not attracted to men. I'm attracted to people who are non-binary and people who are women. Or maybe it's someone who is female-leaning or presenting, uh, regardless of their gender identity. That can also sometimes fall under uh, people who have their own kind of terms for sexuality for that. But Mm. that can also be an example of someone who is bisexual. Mm -hmm. And there are actually quite a few examples of bisexual characters, which is kind of nice given the bi-erasure that usually goes on. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So some examples other than me are Detective Rosa Diaz, who is most likely the most well-known and definitely the queen of all bisexual (laughs) names. And she's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, again. Freddie Mercury, the music king himself. You also Mm -hmm. have Kristen Stewart, as well as a character named Luz Nosita. I'm not sure if I pronounced her last name uh, correctly, but she's from The Owl House, which is actually Disney's first show to have a lead bisexual character. And she's also in a same-sex relationship with another character on the show. Uh, So finally, Disney is starting to get it right. Uh, Despite all of their missteps in the movies, they actually are starting to give a little bit better representation in their shows, which, you know, expecting more progress from me, Disney, but it's a start and many thanks to the creators of these shows who have made that possible. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, other examples of bisexual characters are, for example, Harley Quinn in Poison Ivy from uh, DC Comics, as well as Loki, as well as Valkyrie, and those are from the Marvel Universe. Yeah, and personally, I feel like I know more people who identify as bisexual than I actually know identify as straight. Obviously, You also hang out around a lot of people who are part of the LGBTQ community, so that, there's that. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I just, it was not on purpose, but it happened. Similar to bisexual, you also have pansexual. So this is someone who is attracted to multiple genders. And many people who are pan, pan uh, being shorthand for pansexual, they often describe their experience as gender not really influencing who they like. And I do want to point out that someone who identifies as bisexual and someone who identifies as pansexual can have the exact same preferences. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, they can both be attracted to, like, all of the genders to, you know, just a handful to, like, non-binary and whatnot. Mm -hmm. 
but that doesn't mean that they necessarily have the same preferences, and it doesn't mean that all pansexuals have the exact same preferences. Yeah. Uh, some good examples are, again, Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco, someone who is, I would say, kind of straight-washed at times, but mm-hmm. I really respect him for coming out kind of as one of the earlier figures. Yeah. And really, the person who made pansexuality known to me. <laughs> <laughs> as well as Magnus Chase from the Magnus Chase series. By Rick Riordan. Yes, we stand the king. <laughs> uh-huh. As well as Deadpool for those uh, Marvel fans. Mm-hmm. And Klaus Hargreaves from the Umbrella Academy, who is also, might I add, non-binary, so a lot of representation going on there. Mm-hmm. As well as Nina Zenik from the Grishaverse. And it's debated whether they're pan or bi, but either way, definitely attracted to more than one gender, mm-hmm. and I'm here for that representation. <laughs> last but not least on the spectrum is omnisexual. And so omni means all. So similar to being, you know, omnigender, omnisexual means that you are attracted to all of the genders. So again, someone who is bi or pan could have the same preferences. They're just attracted to everyone. It's just what the person chooses to identify as. I couldn't find any examples of this personally. Does not make it any less valid, but it simply means that regardless of whatever your gender is, a person who is omnisexual, you know, could be attracted to that gender. Does not mean that they will be attracted to you. Please stop asking. Thank you. Yep. (laughs) We actually do have standards for personalities, and not just because you are a human, I automatically fall in love with you. That is not how this works. (laughs) Also attractiveness, I'm told. Yeah, it depends on the person, but that usually does have a play Mm -hmm. in it. So moving on from that, you also have someone who is scoliosexual. And this is just someone who is attracted to people who identify outside of those gender norms. So basically anyone who was on that trans spectrum. So this is not to be confused with the huge problem of the fetishization of trans people, uh, which is where you're attracted to someone just because they transitioned and you find that cool or quirky. Uh, But that's, again, a rant for a later day. Scoliosexual is very much separate from that and often will encompass more people, you know, along the non-binary and gender fluid spectrum. Mm Mm-hmm. So that leads us into um, a certain realm that a certain someone knows Hi. a bit about, known as asexual. So this is someone who doesn't feel sexual attraction basically at all as asexual. It generally means that they won't have or aren't interested in having sex, but I will get to that in just a hot second as to some of the mm-hmm. different kinds of that. Some good examples are SpongeBob, <laughs> the Airways cartoon figure himself. I promise it has actually been... That has been confirmed. Uh, mm-hmm. You also have Artemis, who I know you have a good rant about in yeah, yes. uh, your asexual discussion, mm-hmm. as well as Peridot from Steven Universe. And then obviously I am also asexual. Yeehaw! So if you, if you didn't know someone who was asexual, now you do. And uh, more than just fictional characters, you have a real person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then contrast to asexual, you have allosexual, who is someone like me. That's basically anyone who has sexual attraction, period. This doesn't include anyone who is asexual or graysexual, which we will get into the definition of right after this. But it just means basically anyone who is an ace or, you know, graysexual. I experience sexual attraction to people, therefore I am allosexual. Someone who is straight is also allosexual. Mm -hmm. Someone who is gay is also allosexual. Yeah. So that leads us into graysexuality. This is kind of a spectrum along being asexual and, you know, not really being all that into sex or not into sex at all. Mm-hmm. And so this is a spectrum that goes from sex favorable, sex indifferent, sex averse, and I've also found people um, who identify as sex repulsed. Mm-hmm. So that's basically a spectrum of sex favorable, eh, I'm fine with having sex. Sex indifference, eh, don't really care about it. Sex averse is like, uh, n- now I think I'm good, and uh, sex repulse is like, dear lord, get those sex references out of my face. 
I really don't want anything to do with them. And I think you'll lie more towards, um, you know, sex repulsed. Yeah. So I just like, feel no really thanks. awkward. I'm like, uh, uh. Get me out of here, please. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a spectrum. Just like really all of sexual identity is. Mm-hmm. And another term that I did find under this is cupiosexual, I believe. Apologies if I did butcher that. <laughs> but that's basically someone who wants to have sex but isn't sexually attracted to anyone. So it's basically like, I want to engage in sexual acts, whatever those might be, but, you know, as my partner, it's not that I'm sexually attracted to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, you know, you've got the want for sex versus sexual feelings towards someone, which there definitely is a difference there. Mm-hmm. Another identity that does fall along this kind of gray sexual spectrum is demisexual. And this is someone who's only sexually attracted to a person under specific circumstances. This is often meant to be after building an emotional or romantic connection. In that example, that would be these people who are demisexual don't really have sexual celebrity crushes or that instant, oh my gosh, they're so hot, I want to bang. (laughs) But they do have the capacity to feel sexual attraction towards people. It's just a very, very select few. Mm -hmm. And if you, again, if you want more on asexuality and the great sexual spectrum and aromanticism, which I will be covering in just a hot second, we do have a much lengthier discussion centered around that led by Dan, so. Hi, thanks. (laughs) That leads us into one of our final, you know, sexual identities, which is being queer or questioning. So similar to being genderqueer, this is someone who is still uncertain of or figuring out their sexuality, as well as maybe even their gender, or someone who identifies with a sexuality or gender that there isn't necessarily a name for. And that's basically it. You know, loads of celebrities will often just come out as queer first and then say, you know, after some deliberation, I'm this. Yeah. Or I'd also I'm, like to yeah. add, if you are deliberating and you're, you call yourself queer and you figure out, like, yeah, you're straight, it's still valid. You, like, you're not yeah. pretending. Well, I mean, you unless just... you know unless you know you're straight and you're passing off as queer, in which case, uh, no. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, but, but if at the like... time you were general, or at the time you are, genuinely considering maybe I'm not straight, totally valid. Mm -hmm. Even if you realize, oh yeah, no, definitely straight. That period in your life where you're like, you know, I don't know. Entirely valid. Yeah, the fact that you like took the time to consider it and think about it and genuinely were not sure, it is valid and Mm -hmm. you should not feel bad about exactly calling yourself queer at that time. 100% valid, entirely inclusive. And the last but not least one that's slightly different than these others is polyamory, which is so often confused with bisexual that sometimes it really pains me. People who are polyamorous are either in a relationship or want to or open to being in a relationship with more than one other person at the same time. So this can be a relationship with three people total or more. And again, I don't have a problem with polyamory. Um, The problem that I do have is that people will often conflate being bisexual with being polyamorous. Yeah. Um, I myself am not polyamorous. Totally supportive of people who are. But I'm not a fan of people assuming that, oh yeah, you're bi, so you must be down for a threesome. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, more like... to come on and talk on that. But it's, you know, two very separate things, and I'm sure that people who are polyamorous also feel the same frustration <laughs> as mm-hmm. I do. If you are... In a polyamorous relationship, that doesn't necessarily mean that you just have a relationship where it's like, yeah, three people who are, or more, who are all just like kind of in sexual or romantic relations with each other. But you can also have one that looks like maybe you have three people, uh, A, B, and C, and you have person B who's having sexual or romantic relations with person A and person C, but person A and person C aren't dating each other or having relations with each other, and they're only having those relations with person B. 
So they basically don't have to be connected and you don't have to have, you know, a polyamorous relationship that has the same sort of connections between every single person. So Mm -hmm. again, entirely varies. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. But the main point of polyamorous relationships is that it is A, known and consensual, and B, involves a relationship with two or more other people. Yeah. And actually a fun fact that I did find is that some people who are aromantic or asexual are in polyamorous relationships where like if you have two people in addition to that say like aromantic or asexual person, those two other people will maybe get the romantic or sexual gratification from each other while being in a purely romantic or sexual relationship with that asexual or aromantic. So if you are asexual, then you might get that romantic relationship or if you are aromantic but have a sexual orientation, you will get that sexual relationship from them. Mm-hmm. And it's often known as like a kind of nice dynamic for everyone to kind of get their needs fulfilled in a way. Uh, yeah. Because not everyone has the same <laughs> sexual identity. First yeah. Off. So polyamory in a healthy relationship can work just fine. Just like mm-hmm. real regular relationships between two people. So. Yeah. So that brings us to my last point, which is just romantic identities. Um, this is often used in terms of people who are asexual, as well as anyone who has like different romantic and sexual alignments, where it's like, romantically, I'm attracted to these people, but sexually, I might be attracted to more or less than that. Mm-hmm. So some pretty common examples are just take out the sexual of uh, any of the sexual orientations that I just talked about and replace that with romantic. And the definition pretty much just holds just without any of the, you know, having sex or sexual connotation. So like biromantic, someone who is romantically attracted to two or more genders, panromantic instead of pansexual, someone who is romantically attracted to, you know, multiple genders, demiromantic, similar to demisexual, someone who is only romantically attracted to a person after, you know, building up maybe that emotional connection or only under certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. Or again, like Dan here, uh, aromantic, where you're Hi. like, no thanks, no romance. <laughs> yeah, we good. Um, and then obviously, like, heteroromantic and yeah, homoromantic. <laughs> yep, for people who are attracted to the opposite and same gender, respectively. Mm-hmm. An example of an aromantic character in media is, as we mentioned earlier, Spongebob, who is confirmed to be aromantic asexual, and obviously I am too, so yeah. I never thought I would say that I related to Spongebob, but, but here we are! Yeah. Yeah, and the examples on these are harder to find, um, particularly for people who only have a romantic orientation but are asexual or vice versa, just because there's so little representation in the media. And there's just so little knowledge about it. Aside from uh, Arrow Ace with Dan and Spongebob, there aren't too many more to come by, and that's honestly something that I definitely want to see changed in media, mm-hmm. along with more representation of all of these that I've mentioned, because yeah. some have uh, pretty much zero to one. <laughs> yeah. That pretty much concludes our summary of the different, you know, orientations for gender and sexuality. And again, this is not all of them. There are, you know, quite a few more that I stumbled across that might fit within or be similar to uh, some of the sexual or gender orientations that I talked about here. Mm-hmm. But what's most important in the very end, and the biggest takeaway is a person identifies is what a person identifies. Yeah. And so if, you know, for example, for me, I am cisgender, same gender assigned at, you know, birth, and I identify as that, and I am bisexual. I like men, women, and everyone else. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm well enough cisgender. I don't really care if you like 
refer to me as he, him, or they, them. Like, I'm fine with it. And I'm not particularly, like, attached to she, her. It's just, I also sound like a 12-year-old girl all the time. So it's kind of hard for people to just think, like, oh, yeah. Fair enough. Whatever. But honestly, I don't care that much. So, you know. Yeah, so that is just the kind of summary of all of these different genders and sexualities and the different identities, and hopefully that gives you guys a little bit of a wider knowledge of the array and the just sheer expanse of the spectrum uh, Mm -hmm. that people's gender and sexual identities can fall on. So hopefully this was a bit informative for you. Yeah. And we will be seeing you next time. Yeah. Oh, and if there's anything that you don't necessarily feel like quite makes sense to you, or if you feel like anything might like apply to you, I really do recommend looking it up because there are a lot of resources on it and some people do have written a lot of things on it. And I do highly recommend doing that research if you have the time and energy to do so. Yeah, I know that Healthline and Medical News had some pretty good articles on the different types of gender identity and sexuality where I got a lot of this information from. And there are also places like LGBTQ Resource Center as well as the Trevor Project that can really help you out with that sort of thing as well as a heck of a lot more. Mm -hmm. So definitely feel free to check those out, and those will be linked in our Twitter when we release this episode. Yeah, and worst comes to worst, you can honestly just tweet us. So if you have uh, any other questions or issues with anything that came up in here, just feel free to uh, contact us or tweet us, and we'll make sure to respond. Mm -hmm. Well, see you next time.